What? How? How did you... Shalon stood up, cutting him off. She felt somehow stronger than she had before. More determined. Her insecurities fluttered in the pit of her stomach, but she paid them no heed. Tavlakov didn't know she was timid. He didn't know she had been raised in a rural isolation. To him, she was a woman of the court, accomplished at argument and accustomed to being obeyed. Standing before him, feeling radiant in the glow of the flames, towering above him in his grubby machinations, she saw. Expectation wasn't just about what people expected of you. It was about what you expected of yourself. Tavlakov leaned away from her like a man before a raging bonfire. He shrank back, eyes wide, raising an arm. Shalon realized that she was glowing, faintly with the light of spheres. Her dress no longer bore the tears and smudges it had before. It was majestic. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 2, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 15 and 16 of Words of Radiance. We are um, recording as fast as we can. We wish we could read faster. Um, It is very, very hard to not want to talk to Jack about all the different things that are coming up. Um, But if you have not read up to this point yet and you um, are going to get spoiled, I would really suggest you going back and reading and making sure you're all caught up. But if you're exactly where you're supposed to be, Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q. And, you know, he never uses honorifics when he's talking about or to a king. It's Jack. What's up, man? (laughs) How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, It was a... I just... I I, I kind of like that moment. Sorry, I I was referring to the intro thing. I really like that moment when... Callan's like, you know, what's up his butt or what I'm talking about Adeline. And then Moash is like, dude, you like, we're talking about the king. Like he was just a, a nobody. Like you didn't use like his highness. You didn't use any of the honorifics you're supposed to use. Titles. Yeah. And Cal's like, oh, you yeah. may, oh shit. You may dispense with the pleasantries, right. Commander. Right, right, right. It's I'm normally, like, <laughs> it's normally Moash that's, or it's normally Kaladin that has to remind Moash how to act properly. Right. So it's right, funny that right. Moash does it back for him. So I just like right. that. Yeah, I like yeah, that a lot. it's very, very cool. Well, another two what, covering chapter fifteen. Mm-hmm. A hand with uh, the tower. A, a hand with the tower. I I was trying okay. to think about this title, and I don't yeah know if I necessarily caught it, its meaning, or even those words in the book. So in the the chapter. So when we're going through it again here, um, maybe let's pay attention let's... to it because I don't remember seeing any evidence of what this could mean in the chapter. A hand with the tower. Okay. Uh, it starts off again with another stanza, so we might as well cover that. Work form worn for strength and care. Whispering spren breathe at your ear. Seek first this form, its mysteries to bear. Found here is freedom from fear. That's cool. 
It's a great stanza. Mm-hmm. Um, Shalon, so we start off with Tavlakev here. I like <laughs> tradesman. Tavlakev, oh, sorry, hold on. Um, I just want I oh, want to mention uh, just about the Did stanza. Ma- yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. It says found here it. is freedom from fear, and mm. I wonder if they actually mean that when you're in work form, you don't have fear. Like, if is that something one of the aspects? Because when Eshenai talks about these these forms in the interludes, she doesn't mention this at all. That that's something that comes no. along with work form, but. I don't know. That freedom from be, fear. It just that, feels like maybe. I don't know. It could be that while you're while you've got your head down and in your business, yeah, you're not you're not feeling uh, you're not feeling fear. Yeah, that, maybe that could be like you don't have any kind of anxieties while you're in work form because you're just meant yeah, to do a task I, I and that's I it. I didn't think about that. That's that's cool. That's cool. Seek first this form. It's mysteries to bear. Found here is freedom from fear. Yeah, I, di- I didn't really think on that. I just I thought. Yeah. It's like a halfling who That's has cool. like plus That's two cool. plus two against fear or something. Or, but... Plus two. <laughs> I am fearless. I am in work form. Yeah, yeah. While I make this chair, I can't be frightened. <laughs> I will not be afraid of splinters. Silly, silly monster. Yeah. <laughs> it must be really frustrating for anybody that's trying to cause fear. Yeah. Or frustrating for that, on... that work form who's got the hiccups who like, you know. <laughs> Can't, yeah, no one can scare them to get rid of the. (laughs) On on Halloween, there's a couple of ghosts and they're looking at people working. They're like, don't even bother, pal. (laughs) These guys don't work for them. Yeah. Don't 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 even even bother trying to spook these guys. These guys are, (laughs) no, these guys over here, these uh, guys in the, no, these guys in the alleyway. Yeah, we can get those. (laughs) The mate forms? Yeah, let's get them. (laughs) The mate forms, yeah. Yeah. Alcove, sorry, alcove, alcove. Yeah, yeah. We made, I think we made too many alcove jokes. We're like killing people here with alcove jokes. Are we killing it with? The I don't know. I don't okay. know. We're like it's a it's a dead horse, and we've it's beaten it third okay. thoroughly. Yeah. All right. Let's let's find a new horse. Okay. Um, Shalon is so right, so right at the stop here. She says to um, to Vlakev, trade tradesman Vlak. She's giving him a title. Right. Uh, I like this. I believe that you are wearing a different pair of shoes, and he says, "I fear you must be mistaken, brightness." Just after leaving on this trip, I lost one of my clothing trunks to a storm, but I have but this one pair of shoes to my name. Right. And it says, and, and the next line here, it was a flat out lie. Yeah. After six days of traveling, Shalon had noticed this. And it says, Tavlakev didn't much mind being caught in a lie. Yeah. He doesn't after, give a shit. After this. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't give He's a just fuck. lying right to her face. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, it's, I guess there's um, some kind of comfort with being a slaver that, like, you don't have any literally nothing. You don't have to live up to anybody's expectations at all. Expectations. You're like I'm literally the, the lowest. <laughs> I'm. I'm. You know what I mean? Like I'm worm food. So like, what does yeah. it matter? I can just do whatever the fuck I want. I don't have to be accountable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you should be letting go of all inhibitions and just a girl. You know, a girl needs some shoes, man. Like she, she needs some shoes pretty badly. She needs some shoes. Yeah. yeah. So she's got her feet wrapped up here. It says feet bandaged. She spent most of the day milking knobweed stems for their sap. Yeah. So this is, this is another connection, yeah. right? Like, like the two of those characters, you know, obviously speaking about Kaladin, yeah. um, and, uh, his knowledge of, of using knobweed and she needs the antiseptic. And then rubbing it on her feet to keep away the rot spren. Yeah. So this was cool. I, I like how just a little, little drop. Yeah. It's a little connection. Just a little hint to connect the two. The thing that I like about it is that we know that Cal knows about Knobweed because of his experience as a, a surgeon. 
But Shalon has right. this knowledge too. She knows that this, you know, that if you milk this stuff, it, it's it's good. It takes away rot spread or whatever. We, she must know it because of her scholarly pursuits. Like you know, she right. She must have drawn it and like studied it or whatever. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really neat. It's really awesome actually. And also, I think what it tells us is that she is slowly getting closer to the Shattered Plains because our first experience with Knobweeb well, right. is at the Shattered Plains. Getting ge- closer geographically. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's not growing where she was. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Some it's... of her studies could be useful in, 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 in the wild, it says. So again, her studies, um, you, we, might even, we might even attribute this knowledge of the Knobweed to her time in Carbranth with Yasna. It could be that she learned of it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Because all she did was study and read and learn. And Well, it says that she, she, even though it showed that she lacked much practical knowledge, mm-hmm. some of her studies could be useful in the wild. So right, uh, maybe right. maybe this was in one of those books that she was allowed to study back at home. Right. In the, like, uh, well, how much studying was she doing prior to her experience right. in Carbrand? It was, <laughs> it was literally the set of encyclopedia that her parents had or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> The Britannica. You got any more of them Britannicas? Hey, uh, you know, a Q to uh, R is missing over here. That's not cool. <laughs> Shalon says, well, um, that is unfortunate. Perhaps in our travels, we will meet another merchant group with whom I can trade for proper footwear. Yeah. I will, uh, I will be certain to look for such an opportunity, Brightness, he says. And uh, he notices that they were out of wood. And parchment had gone uh, to go get some. Yeah. And then pattern and pattern pipes up here. This is interesting. He says lies. Yeah. Lies. Yeah, <laughs> lies. Shalon. And then uh, I think I think it's Shalon that's saying he knows if I can't walk, I'm more dependent upon him. Right. And then she can overhear Tavlakiv whispering uh, quietly with Tag, who's nearby. Yeah, this is one of the mercenaries and, that uh, that Tavlakiv hires. Yeah. Right. And Tavlakiv is, uh, so it says, Tavlakiv started whispering quietly with Tag, the mercenary, and he, he kept a smile on his face. But Shalon didn't trust those dark eyes. Yeah. And Shalon tells Pattern, go see what they're saying. And then he says, see? Yeah. And she says, listen to his words and then come back and repeat them to me. Don't get too close to the light. So Pattern moves down the side of the wagon and he's looking through a small mirror. Um, or sorry, no, she's, Shalon is looking through a small mirror yeah. that she found in Yasna's trunk at, at what's going on. Um, and she's using the sapphire light for light. And then she comments here, when is that next high storm due? So she's kind of thinking ahead here. And, uh. Yeah, she's, she's starting to notice that her, um, her spheres are starting to lose their light, which is why she's right. asking where the next right. high storm's coming. And, um. It was, it's uh, she, 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 it's it's crazy because she's like, um, the it's, weeping it's, is what I want to discuss. I I sure I I think that the um the losing of the light <laughs> of the sto- of her spheres here is indicative yeah. of like she's yeah. running out of time. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So. So uh, it was nearing the start of a new. It's the, it's the start of another new year. Mm-hmm. It's a little Canadian reference. A little tragic we have. Um, it was nearing the start of a new year and that meant the weeping was coming, though not for a number of weeks. So how clear are we at this point what the weeping is? It's, um, it's like its own season on Roshar. 
Is and it's just heavy rain. Is it's that a, why they call it a, weeping? It's a, a period of f- four weeks, I think. That um, there's no high storms, but there's just constant rain. Oh, constant rain, but no no, no high big... storms. No, it's okay, just constant rain. Okay, the weeping. Okay, right. okay. All right. It was um, it was a light year, wasn't it? She's saying in the mirror now. She can um, she could see that she. <laughs> She's commenting that she looks awful. Red eyes with bags under them, hair frazzled mess. I can relate. Her dress frayed and soiled. Uh, she looked like a beggar who had found a once nice dress in a trash heap. Didn't bother her overly much. Yasna hadn't cared what people thought of her. Yet she had always kept her appearance immaculate. Yeah. Not, not that Yasna had acted alluringly, never for a moment. In fact... Yasna had disparaged such behavior in no uncertain terms. Using a, a fetching face to make men do as you wish is no different from a man using muscle to force a woman to his will, Yasna had said. Both are base, and both will fail a person as they age. I really love That's this. So cool. Yeah, I really love this. The Yasna. main reason I love this is because it it's reminds me from The Way of Kings. Dalinar would remember conversations he had with his brother Gavilar. And then mm-hmm. those words that Gavilar spoke to him would be in italics. Right. As right. a memory. And now Shalon, mm-hmm. it's happening to Shalon too. Yasna yet right. again is still with us and she's speaking to us in italics here or she's speaking to Shalon's memory of... So it's, it's, it's like she's having a conversation with her, like still. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I just love any any of these moments where mm-hmm. Yasna is still alive and, and breathing throughout yeah. the story. So, Yasna had not approved of seduction as a tool. However, people responded differently to those who looked in control of themselves. And then Shalon is thinking, I have no makeup. I don't even have shoes to wear. Tavlakov says, or this is the, the part that uh, Pattern is overhearing. She could be someone important. And then Tag says, she's trouble. Right. I still think we should just leave her and go. And Tavlakov says, it is, it is fortunate for us that the decision is not yours. You worry about making dinner. I shall worry about our little light-eyed companion. Someone is missing. If, uh, if someone is missing here, someone rich, we can uh, sell her back to them, Tag. It could be finally what digs us out. Okay, this is... This is big time stuff here. Okay, so first off, Kaladin used Syl to do recon on Gaz in the first book. Yep. Go find out what he's saying. Make sure that he's not planning to kill me and then come back and tell me, right? And then Shallan's doing the same thing. She's She's like, Pattern, go... Yeah, go use. I'm you. I'm summoning my familiar. This is a D and D reference. Summoning Here's, my familiar, and I'm sending my bird to listen for yeah, me, and I'm going to yeah. figure out what's going on over there. And then totally, they, yeah. So this is really cool. The other part that's really awesome here is that pattern isn't just coming back and saying in his own words what they mm. said. He's imitating no. their sounds and their voices perfectly. Yeah. He's like a radio. Yeah, it says Pattern imitated the sounds of a crackling fire for a short time, then fell silent. The pre- precise yeah. reproduction of the conversation was marvelous. This, Shalon thought, right. could be very useful. A recording. Well, doesn't he... Is, is he or is he not vibrating or something like That's that? That's what he's doing. And he's using those vibrations to right. to, to almost like remember. So he's transmitting. It's like he's taking he's tra- a memory like she does for her yeah. art. She's taking mm. a memory of the sound and then br- playing it back later. 
which is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna chalk it up to that. He's more or less taking a, a recording, like an interpretation of the sound waves, and mm-hmm. then, and then recreating it through his own being. Right. So it's just coming out uh, clear like that. That's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, the thing is about the, like the thing that I'm I don't I'm not liking is that is that all these little connections to Kaladin, she's betrothed to Adeline. Right. So if and when Shallan meets up with, with, um, with, with Kaladin, um, what if she ends up falling in love with Kaladin? Like that's because they have more in common. Like, like maybe they just, maybe they're going to click. Well, I'll say a couple things. Love triangles are definitely a thing that happen in stories. So that's, that shouldn't shock I know. you. Well, but this also is, this, this is isn't about, I don't think this is hinting at them being together. I think this no, is hinting at them being, going through a very similar journey. Right. But if they share it, and if you really want to put the wedge between Adeline and Kaladin. A wedge Antilles? That's another, that's another. That's, that's, that's a different, that's, an, that's a different That's another book. great way to do it. If you, if you bring Shalon between these two guys, like that could, that could be. That could be a powder cake. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not going to add that as my, as a prediction of mine. Okay. I'm just saying that, that the bizarre love triangle potential is, uh, it could be there. Hmm. Interesting. Um, this Shalon thought could be very useful. So this is referring to patterns, particular talent for mm-hmm. spying and moreover repeating exactly what is being heard. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So she's like, yeah, I got to do something really cool. about this guy, this slaver dude, this Tavlakov. I got to do something about him. She, right. she couldn't have him see her as something to be sold back to somebody. Right. You know what I mean? Because she's all like, I already turned the carriage, I did the, the, the slave wagon into a carriage. I willingly right. went in there like, like a slave would, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I cannot be considered a slave. This is not happening. This is not good no, for, not this happening. is not a good look for me. <laughs> <laughs> so she's thinking, what what would Yasna do? Yeah, she looks at her um, little bracelet, WWJD, yeah. right? J- looks at her friendship bracelet. <laughs> what would Yasna do? <laughs> what would Yasna do? Well, so Yasna slips down off the wagon, stepping gingerly on her wounded feet. She could walk, barely. She waited for the pain spread to retreat. Mm-hmm. And then she speaks up and says, Tag, you are excused. I want to just pause here for a minute and yeah. say she waited for the pain spread to retreat. Right. That's an important detail. Yeah, because she's she, in pain she, right now. Because she doesn't want to show any weakness. Right. There's that too. Yeah, for sure. It's the, the, so she doesn't, want any, she doesn't want either of Tavlakev or Tag to see that she's suffering so much. Yeah, that she's not in control of herself or whatever. Right. Right. So I just, I just love that. It's exactly what Yasna would have done. Mm-hmm. If, the, if Yasna had been there and been wounded, she would have done the exact same of thing. Of course, yeah. The other reason why it's important is for us to know how much pain she's in right now. Because sure. later, well, because later she says she's not in so much pain anymore after she ends up using Stormlight by accident. Right. Right. So she's healed herself much like Kaladin We'll get to that later, right. but this yeah, telling yeah. us how much pain she's in right now is giving us a barometer. Mm-hmm. She's, he's telling us she's at an eight and then later on she's like, oh wow, I'm only like at a five. How did that happen? So yeah. she's like the, the knobweed sap must be working way better than, you know, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. 
That's some potent knobweed. Yeah. She says, it is time to discuss your payment. Uh, service to one so illustrious is payment in itself, of course. She says, of course. But a merchant must make a living. I am not blind, Vlakov. Your men do not agree with your decision to help me. They think it a waste. Upon arriving at the Shattered Plains, Shalon says to, to uh, Tavlakov, I will acquire a grand fortune. I do not have it yet. That is unfortunate, says Tavlakov. Not in the slightest, Shalon says. It is an opportunity, tradesman Tavlakov. I like how she's in reinforcing, like, it, you know, a title, maybe, but she's reinforcing who he is. Right, Almost reminding yeah. him, this is what you are, Tavlakov. Right. You're a tradesman. Right. I am a light eyes. I am. Right. You're not a slaver to me. You're a tradesman. Right. The fortune I will acquire is the result of a betrothal. If I arrive safely, those who rescued me, saved me from pirates, sacrificed greatly to see me brought to my new family, will undoubtedly be well rewarded. I am but a humble servant, Tivlakov said with a broad, false smile. Rewards are the farthest thing from my mind. He thinks I'm lying about the fortune, Shalon thinks. This was just what Capsule had done, treating her like a plaything, <laughs> a means to an end, and I, not a real person. I like how she harnesses this memory fr uh, about yeah. Capsule and like uses she's, it she's, to, to, to... She's bruised. Yeah, yeah, she is. And she uses it as yeah, a way to be able to focus and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she leans over to Tavlakov and says... Do not toy with me, slaver. Again, because he's saying to her, <laughs> that line is just so funny. Rewards are the farthest thing from my mind. Right. He's, she knows he's lying through his teeth. She's in, and then she leans forward and says, um, do not toy with me, slaver. And then he begins to say, I wouldn't dare, but she cuts him off. Yeah. I, hold on a and second here. Says, hold on. She yeah. just used yet again, tradesman to Vlakov, elevating him. And when he doesn't do what he she wants, she Once, says she, she calls him slaver. slaver. She debases Rather him than again. Tradesman. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Knocks him. It's down manipulation, a right? It's a her. It's, totally. She's tr trying to manipulate him there, here. It's really totally. great. It's great. She, uh, she says, "You have no idea the storm you have wandered into. You have no idea what stakes have been wagered upon my arrival. Take your petty schemes and stuff them in a crevice. Do as I say, and I will see your debts cancelled." You will be a free man again. So she uses what? here. She, how how she, did you? And he's, you know, he's surprised <laughs> yeah. that that she knows about his right. debts. Right. Yeah. She uses so the pattern, the information was, from pattern. Right. It's right. It's so great. It's so great. So so she stands up and she's more determined now. Her insecurities fluttered in the pit of her stomach. I still like this because it still shows that inside. There's the real Shalon. Like right. she's she's nervous about this. Yeah. She's not totally comfortable with with being this way. Right. So inside the butterflies, that's Shalon. Right. Everything else that she's exhibiting is just a way to get what she needs. Right. It's yeah. like what you said. It's waiting for the pain sprint to go away. She's right. It's, it's inside, but she's not showing it. Right. Right. To him, she was a woman of the court, accomplished at argument and accustomed to being obeyed. Standing before him. <laughs> feeling radiant yeah. in the glow of the flames. I thought that was a little clever little hint there yeah, too. Yeah, it's really cool. Standing before him, feeling radiant in the glow of the flames, towering above him and his grubby machinations, she saw expectation wasn't just about what people expected of you, it was about what you expected of yourself. 
It's really cool. It's a great couple of lines. Yeah, th- I want to. I just want to reread this one little part. Standing <laughs> okay, before cool. him, feeling radiant in the glow. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. radiant. Hmm. Yeah, I know, it's right? Great. It's it's so yeah. great. It's, he it's, uses language so well, right? Like he he, he does. He like yeah, he, you could you could read that and not even realizing he's referring yeah. to the Knights Radiant, right? You well, could, I mean, really, his, like the the placement of words throughout this the first novel and this, it's like a pattern. He's wanting you to sure. recognize a pattern. Yeah, the for sure. words are a pattern. Yeah. Um. That's why we're seeing, you know, wind over and over, or chill, mm-hmm. or thrill, or yeah. what was the other one that kept coming up? Numb. Yeah. Numb mm-hmm. kept coming up in, mm-hmm. in Way of Kings. Mm-hmm. He was numb. Yeah, it's really um, good. But it's now, like, of um, course, it's like it's the a, word. It's a, it's a, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a not so subtle hint dropping, dropping radiant. So yeah, for sure. That's really cool. So uh, I'm hoping that connects some dots uh, in the coming. Hopefully, in this in this novel, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, Expectation, yeah, it was about what you expected of yourself. Shalon realized that she was glowing faintly with the light of spheres. Right. Her dress no longer bore the tears and smudges it had before. It was majestic. She let the glow from her skin fade, hoping Tavlakiv would think it a trick of the firelight. She walked back to the wagon, and as she walked, her feet didn't nearly hurt as much as they had. Was the knobweed sap doing that much right. good? So she's not really aware of her power. She, she has no clue. She's no clue, no. but it's 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 happening. Like yeah, she's 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 catching on a little bit, but not not on the healing thing, but the no because the, the, that last the using little, the little light to kind of like change how she looks a little bit, like she's right, but. And she's in control of that a little because right. it says here that she's letting that go. Right. She actually, exactly. Right? So, right. so she's got a little, little power over that. Right. It's just that with, when it comes to the healing part, she's like, hmm, was it the knobweed that right. was? Yeah. So she was actually really... able to control it so much to keep the dress looking nice, but the skin mm-hmm. not glow. So she could, con- you're right. That's a very little manipulation of the power there. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, and and she's got that little control there, so she's comfortable with that, which I like. And and also, I I really like this in terms of like being able to uh, give herself the glow and and uh, improve the dress. It's it's like casting, um, press press the digitation. Yeah, for sure. In D and D, it's like this. You know, okay, now I'm clean. Well, I'm, press I've the digitation my, actually my... actually cleans you. What she's done right. is she's it's cast a, it's a like yeah like a silent uh, not a silent image but like an, some kind of illusion over top. She's cast her she's literally made herself look clean, but she's actually dirty still underneath. Well, she's bathing. She, oh, perhaps perhaps it's a it's a it's a it's a bath in light. Ooh, she's bathing. Nice. She's bathing in light. Are there bubbles? There could be some light bubbles. <laughs> some light bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> they're very light. They're just, they, they, they float away. <laughs> they're, they're filled with helium. <laughs> and then this is when we get the, um, this is when uh, Bluth shows up and like crashes into the yeah, camp. Yeah, so, yeah, Bluth, Bluth cho- uh, chose that moment to crash into the camp. And he says, put out the fire, he cried. There was a pot of steaming broth. He turns it over onto the flames. Splashing out the ash and steam rises. And Bluth says, um, Javlakiv jumps up, looking down as the filthy broth is uh, going over the dying embers. Shalon, gritting her teeth against the pain, got off the wagon and approached. Seemed to be several dozen of them, Bluth says. They were all well-armed, but they have no horses or chulls, 
so they're not rich. What is this, Shallan says. Bandits, Bluth says. Or mercenaries. Or whatever you want to call them. Nobody uh, polices this area, Brightness, Tavlakev says. It is truly a wilderness, you see. The presence of the Ulethi on the shattered plains means many like to come and go. Trading caravans like ours, craftsmen seeking work, low-born, light-eyed sellswords with an eye towards enlisting. Those two conditions, no laws, but plenty of travelers, attract a certain kind of ruffian. Right. So he, he's tag, saying here that... Tag just responds, dangerous. I like that. that yeah, was right. I dangerous. Like that. Dangerous. Uh, just... Tavlakov's saying here that no one polices this area. So remember how earlier we were like, oh, she's getting close to the Shattered Plains. She's right. still not that close. Because no. Dalinar is sending um, is sending patrols around to take care of bandits. But right. closer to the war camps, right? Not this far out. Do you think that Tavlakev in saying nobody polices this area, do you think that's another reminder to her that you're under my good graces out here? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's pushing a little, because does he have to say that mm -hmm. to her? He doesn't he, have to, the but. First, that's the first thing he said. Nobody polices this area brightness. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. I, he's reminding could, her and how, how dangerous it is too, right? Well, and Tag says dangerous. Like these types take what they want and they leave only corpses. So the threat is high. Right. Tavlakev says, did they see our fire? Bluth says, I don't know. Didn't want to get close. I snuck up to get a count and then ran back here first. Shallan says, How can you be sure they're bandits? They might just be soldiers on their way to the Shattered Plains, as Tavlakiv said. They fly no banners and display no sigils, Bluth says. Mm -hmm. But they have good equipment and keep a tight guard. They're, they're deserters. I'd bet the chals on it. Bah, Tavlakiv says, You'd bet my chals on a hand with the tower. Or there's the hand with the tower right there. Oh, there it is. So Tavlakov, you'd bet my chulls on a hand with the tower, Bluth. But brightness, for all this terrible gambling sense, I believe the fool is right. We must harness the chulls and depart immediately. The night's darkness is our ally, and we must make the most of it. Hmm. So you'd, you'd bet my chulls on a hand with the tower. Must be a, uh, a, a hand. So it must be a card game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. I missed that the first time I was doing the research. That's great. I like so how the that, men, I like how Bluth, sorry, you know, was able to kind of get in, look quickly, and then be able to tell just at a glance th what kind of people they're dealing with. You know, because she, mm -hmm. she's like, well, mm -hmm. why why couldn't it be soldiers? And he's like, you know, there's no banners, there's no sigils. Uh, they have good equipment and a tight guard. He's like, they're deserters. Right. So they used to be part of the army. Right. At the war camps, and they've deserted because they're they look like they're well trained. They look like they have you know uh, um, good equipment, right. but they don't actually have any markings, so they're not actually with anybody. Right. Which is really or astute of him, not, or at least they're not they're not advertising. Right. Exactly. It's very. Like, I mean, I find I, it very astute of him because Bluth has come off as like kind of a dummy, but this is this is quite smart of him here. Yeah. Um. There's something coming up here. I in the next couple of paragraphs here. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so we must take advantage of the night. We must tear down the camp. So she nods and the men go right to work and they start breaking down the camp and mm -hmm. hooking up the chawls. The, the slaves grumbled at not getting their food for the night. Yeah. Um, 
And where's the where's the reference here? There's a part. There's he, yeah, there's a part here that I wanted to cover. Shalon, Shalon stopped beside the the cage, feeling ashamed. Her family and had owned slaves, right. not just parchment and ardents, ordinary slaves. In most cases, they were nothing more. Uh, they were nothing worse than dark eyes, without the right of travel. Right. But these poor souls, however, were sickly and half starved. So, more dangerous. Um, it's funny that she refers there, to slaves as dark eyes without the right to travel. Yeah, I know, right? Like that's that's how the light eyes see the dark yeah. eyes is that they're all yeah. just so below us, they're like slaves, but they're allowed to leave. Yeah. We're not allowed to make them stay. We're not allowed to make them stay. You know what I mean? Right. Like they have the right to travel. It's it's so it's hor it's actually pretty horrible. Like it's pretty horrible. Oh yeah. Well, there's a, there's a severe, you know, caste system in this whole world mm -hmm. so far. Um, what I, what, what I wanted to find, which I'm not sure if we glossed over it on another page. I, I wrote a note here and it was regarding the Chulls and it was somewhere in the text. Maybe it's coming up on the next page. It was commenting on the Chulls not going very far. They never went too far. Like they were, they were allowed the freedom to roam. Right. But they never strayed too far. And I kind of, I like, I, I ruminated on that just a little bit, just because I was thinking about the Parshman. And they also just, they don't go too far. Yeah, in that's true. Form. Yeah, there, like that, that is in here somewhere. You're almost right. like code, codependent on the, on the situation. So I, I, I kind of was trying to draw a line on that. Yeah, where is but that? But I can't find it in the text right now with regards to where it says that the Chulls never went too far, but I, it's I at the was beginning, I think. It's at the beginning. Yeah, it could be. Hold on, let me get back These to These poor here. souls. So, so half starved. So Shalon is thinking they're very dangerous. She says, you're the only one, you're, you're only one step from being in one of those pens yourself, Shalon. Right. She thought with a shiver as Tavlakiv passed, hissing curses at the captives. No, he wouldn't dare put you in there. He'd just kill you. Mm-hmm. Bluth had to be reminded again to help her up into the wagon, which he does. I found, the first this, moon... I found the, uh, sorry, I found the quote here. Um, it oh, says, did you find it? yeah, it says here, um, to, uh, this is the beginning of the chapter. Tavlakov settled down beside the struggling fire nearby the chulls unhooked from their wagons, lumbered Unhook, around, see? yeah, lumbered around crunching tiny rock buds beneath the, their gargantuan feet. Right. They never strayed far. Right. And I, and I, I connected the Charles almost with the Parshmen, you know, the Parshmen, like, or this Parshman, yeah, just the Parshmen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With the Parshmen, like, like j just that, you know, they're there, they're, they're, they're serving their masters. They're free to, technically they're free to do what they want. Like they're not, they're not chained up. Right. Right. You can, you've got the freedom of mobility. Yeah. Like they could can just leave, but can, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. It's, it's kind of creepy actually. It is. <laughs> it is kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, Okay, so first moon begins to rise, um, making it lighter than Shalon would have liked. I'm sure that they want the darkness. Um, they brush by plants that she had called crust. Oh, this is this is info dump. Crust spines mm -hmm. with their branches like tubes of sandstone. A shifting of winds occurs, bringing about the sound of dis of distant voices of metal on metal. Perhaps men sparring. Mm -hmm. I really, I love this. I love it because I, I can just imagine that sound so vividly. Tavlakiev turned the wagons eastward, 
Shallan frowned in the night. Why this way, she whispers. Remember that gully we saw? Bluth whispers. Putting it between us and them, in case they hear and come looking. Well, what if we... What can we do if they catch us? It won't be good. Right. Couldn't we, couldn't we bribe our way past them? Deserters ain't gonna... Ain't like common bandits, Bluth says. These men, they're, they've given up everything. Oaths, families. When you desert, it breaks you. It leaves you willing to do anything. Because you've already given away everything you could have cared about losing. Wow, Shalon says, looking over her shoulder. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Right? I wanna so I wanna when, I wanna when think people of, have nothing to nothing to lose, they Yeah. I, I wanna do a little thought most... experiment here and consider that deserters, like what he, mm-hmm. what Bluth just described to us, could have very deserters. well been have been bridge four if they had made a different choice. Absolutely. You know? If they had yeah. made a little bit of a different choice and not gone back for Dalinar, yeah. they would have left yeah. and they would have been a band of deserters on the Shattered without, Plains trying without flags. without flags or horses or anything. They could have been this group of deserters. Now, it's obviously not them because we know that's right. not true. Right. But but I just like to think about the fact that they could have come across Shalon's group. They could have sure. been out there. They could have been the ones who were seen as sure. men who have given up all their uh, their oaths, their families. It breaks you. These could have been these broken men, but right. they were the these guys were broken See, before they, they deserted, and then right. deserting and was then, their freedom. And right? with Kaladin, because of his because of Kaladin's sense of honor, right, he remade those men. Right, right. He reformed them. Yeah, so I like the idea and, of... And, and I don't mean re- reform them, like like change them. I mean, like, reformed. Right. Like, they were broken. Yeah. And then... Made them whole again, re- yeah. And remade, yeah. Yeah. Remade. I just I just really like the idea of thinking about how Bluth described what deserters are. And we know right. a group of people who almost were deserters and they almost don't... Became, they were became... They're, they're not these they, this description at all. That description right. does not... Uh, lend itself to what bridge four would have been had they deserted right well okay how about this if bridge four had managed to get out without kaladin right basically without honor without care if they had been able to do that then i think you you, you we'd have a comparable thing there. right right but under but under kaladin's leadership had they just gone mm-hmm. and tried to make their way to the uh to the horn eater um peaks or the, to anywhere the, the, the peaks yeah then I think that despite being deserters, they still would have acted with honor. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, I just, lo- I just but, really like no, thinking right. about That's how, really cool. yeah. how, how close it could have it could been, have been them. A yeah. A different scenario. And then you've got to wonder like these other deserters, like what if they just got sick of this or that right? and managed to get away? And they don't have the honor. So they're just like, you know, fuck it. I'm broken. Yeah. I got nothing else. So. I'm going to take Blue's, and steal. Blue's read on it is probably accurate, but right. I just like to think of the other, yeah. the other possibility. Cool. Yeah. So no, it's, it's really cool, dude. I like that. Um, and I, I like this here because, um, it's remember how Shalon and Bluth had a conversation a couple of chapters ago about how, mm. Blue, you know, Shalon's like, Bluth, you're smart in ways that I'm not. And this is one of them. Right. This right. is his, he's very insightful here. He's actually very astute. He showed us that he could like sneak up at, at a camp, watch to see who they, these people were and then sneak out. 
right? Like, so. Well, he gives he gives another bit of wisdom right after she says, "Wow!" Like after he tells her, um, after you've already given everything away, you could have cared about losing. And she says, "Wow!" And he says, "Yeah, you spend your whole life with a decision like that. You do. You wish any honor were left for you, but no, you've already given it away." Yeah. You just deplete of honor. You've yeah. got nothing left. You're empty. You just need a high storm to, uh, to come and fill you back up. <laughs> or, or an honor sprint. Yeah. Um, he fell silent and Shalon was too nervous to prod him further. She continued watching lights on the hillside as the wagons blessedly rolled farther and farther into the night, eventually escaping into the darkness. Yeah. And that is chapter 15. So what, yeah, what, what's, what's your highlight? Oh, geez. It's. It's Shalon using Stormlight again. I love it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that line that I said, standing before him, feeling radiant in the glow of the flames. Come on, yeah. man. That is yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. I love that stuff. I love all those little things that you might not have seen the first time through. You know, you might I, I might not have even paid attention the first time I read it, read it right? So right. it's just really, really cool. She's using her powers. I like how you pointed out earlier that she was able to have control enough Let to be part able to, of it yeah just to, a part of it yeah, yeah to dim her glow but still right. keep the dress looking the same that's really really right. cool i really like that yeah what about you i'm gonna pick my little moment i think i'm going to pick i think i'm gonna settle on uh the fact that she um didn't that she waited for the pain sprint to retreat yeah that is I really, really cool i think it's just a, it's just it's certainly what, what Yasna would have done. And she, and also, you know what? I, I've got to say, picking up on that uh, bit where she's calling him tradesman and then switches to slavery. Yeah. Ooh, I really like that. It's a little bit of, of a power play. That's a flex if I ever saw one. Perfect. Yeah. It's just, it's just brilliantly, re- again, Sanders. You mis- could almost. Mis- you Brandon, could, Mr. Sanders. You could almost hear delivers. how she says it too, right? Like whenever you read that part, do not toy yeah. with me, slaver. Like she's yeah. put so much like disgustingness onto that word. Like yeah. I've tried to elevate you and now you're toying yeah. with me. Don't fuck with me. I just, yeah. I love it, man. She's badass. Well, you're, it's almost like you're, 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 you're bringing me to say the word slaver. Yeah. Like how, how dare you? Like yeah. I, I, I don't. I, there's another I was, part. There's I, another part. I was a little... giving you. I was giving you courtesy by calling you a tradesman. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. Now, now you forced to. You forced my hand or my tongue right. into calling you what you really are. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to dwell on this on this chapter too too much longer because we've already covered. But yeah. the, just a yeah. little bit after that, she she thinks to herself, he didn't know she was raised in rural isolation. To him, she was a woman of the court. I feel like this is her right, saying, right. "You don't know me." You don't yeah. know who I am. Like I just, yeah, it's really, it's really cool, man. She you she does a really good I've job. Been. Yeah, she's doing a really good okay. job right here, surviving. So, no, it's it's good. I I almost I almost feel that the chapter is just a pinch short. I almost wanted a bit more to do with the threat that comes, but that's okay. Yeah. So if, if I had any little complaint about this little chapter, it, it would be the brevity and not uh, not ending on on uh, on threat, but. Mm. Uh, or resolution, but same time, it's just it's building the tension. Right. Chapter sixteen. Swordmaster. Swordmaster. Yeah. Well, we get another stanza from the uh, from the listeners. Nimble form has a delicate touch. Gave the gods this form to many. 
Though once defied by the gods, they were crushed. This form craves precision and plenty. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I want to... Uh, a delicate touch. I want to uh, linger on this. Though once defied by the gods, they were crushed. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that saying that that they defied their gods and then they were crushed by them? Like, are they saying that nimble form is some kind of like, I don't know. Well, it, it's saying, it, I think, I think that's what I would take from it, but I, I'm not sure if I'm getting it reversed. Let me just, let me just read it again here. Nimble form is a delicate touch. Gave the gods this form to many. Though once defied by the gods, they were crushed. Yeah. This form craves precision and plenty. Yeah, I don't know. It it feels like once yeah, the listeners I, I decided to go against their gods. Yeah, I think that's my interpretation of it. Yeah. yeah. Is that it's is that once defied they, they were they were crushed. Yeah, this form was crushed out of them. But they we also know that the you, listeners you know what's chose funny is to that, abandon is that, all other forms, right? So hmm. Well, you know what's what's weird about the forms and, and attributing them as being gifts from the god? or from the gods. Um, what's interesting is that these forms are what's necessary for them to, to have survived without their gods and also to have turned their backs. Right. So, so these gifts from their God, from their own gods are helping them on their journey of avoiding the gods. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. There's, so, there's still so much mystery surrounding, like for us right now, we there's so much mystery surrounding what all this means and how it plays into the greater backstory of these listeners, right? So it's it's hard right. to pin down with just a few words. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we start off with Moash. You know, I always thought this place would be bigger. Drehi uh, pipes in. No, better. Referring to the practice grounds. It looks like, it looks just like where dark-eyed soldiers practice. These sparring grounds were reserved for Dalinar's light eyes. So that's where they are right now. Mm -hmm. Kaladin had been in several buildings like this, mostly back when he was in Amaram's army. Yeah. It'd been seven days since Amaram's arrival in the war camps. Seven days of dealing with the fact that Amaram and Dalinar were friends. He decided to be storming happy. Yeah. About Amaram's arrival. After all, it meant like that Kaladin would be able to find a chance to finally stick a spear in that man. So this is a little dangerous. Yeah. Not a spear. He's a knife, he says. I well, want to be up yeah, close later, to him yeah, face to face. Yeah. yeah. Right. I want oh, this this is one of my one of my highlights of the chapter right here. Yeah. Is is that at first he thinks of sticking him with a spear, and then he's like, No, I want a spear. Yeah, it's you know, dull like, and it'll hurt more. Because it's dull yeah. and it'll hurt more. Yeah. Um, so, so I can watch him, yeah, watch him panic as he dies. I want to feel that knife going in. Yeah, it's a little dark. You see, I don't like, see, this is what, I don't like these things. Because honorable character, willing to sacrifice, broken. Right. How remade is Kaladin? How stable is Kaladin in his being shattered as well? He uh-huh. has been shattered. He's lost his brother. Yeah. He's joined an army and a force and a, and a 
campaign that he thought was for the better good. Mm -hmm. He's been betrayed utterly. I mean, you know, it almost would have been so much better for him to have been, well, not better for us in the reading, obviously, but to, to just to have been killed. Right. To have been branded and cast into this, this place that should have broken anyone. Right. But not him. He wasn't broken, but, but he's still suffering so many scars. Right. And, and this, and this is what I find is interesting about this, the potential for this character is with Kaladin is, can he, can he really make it back? Can he be the surgeon? Right. Or better. Remember earlier in the book when, um, he couldn't heal, he couldn't get the tattoo on his forehead. Remember? Like everybody else, they couldn't turn Correct. the tattoos yeah. for it. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, um, and he says, I guess, the, I guess away. the brand is not done with me yet. And I had said that, like, I feel like that's kind of a uh, symbolism for his, his like, um, inner scars. That's an outer scar that isn't healing because he still has inner scars from everything that he's and, been through. And it, and it was the, it was the stormlight that was preventing the tattoo. Correct? Yeah. The, the stormlight was preventing the tattoo. Yeah. So he right, couldn't, right. He, he couldn't okay. be rid of this, right? He couldn't right, be rid right. of the, 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 the head, the head brand. Yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like it's, this is like kind of a practical reason for that because. See, I hope that still they're got, not set. Like he's with still this, got with some, little... he's still got some stuff going on here. Clearly well, I want to be previous... face to face. Like he's, he hasn't dealt, sure he's dealt with some stuff, but he still hasn't dealt with most of it. In the previous chapter where we just got to hear, um, Tivlakiv and Bluth, uh, comment or mostly Bluth commenting on the breaking of a man mm -hmm. and how it just, you know, it, there's just no coming back. Yeah. Excuse me. Right. So if Kaladin, if Kaladin is like this, I just, I find that there could be darker days ahead yeah. for this character. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll know. see. Hopefully, hopefully he can snap out of it. We, you know what he needs right now? He needs some sill. He needs a little bit of sill. He needs, well, I, I, I think we get a little sill. A little here. later. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, he decided to be storing happy. So we did that. Um, there is an archway. Oh yeah. So I want to comment on the archways, yeah. the next paragraph. Archways were made now um, in the war camps, and they were good stone quarried nearby, built into a structure with a traditional eastward reinforcement. It says here in the text, it was another sign that Dalinar was starting to think of the war camps as permanent. He was talking down simple ter uh, temporary, or sorry, he was taking down simple temporary buildings and replacing them with sturdy structures. Right. What do you make of that? It's, you think Dalinar is starting to th starting to really see this as permanent? Maybe. I, I suppose with the with Sadius's betrayal, I suppose that the length of time it's going to take dealing with Sadius and the other high princes, you might as well put up a stone archway. Right. Maybe that's where Dalinar's at. It it may not be that he really wants to be to here. To stay. But it's just that given what's recently happened to like, like given the way of Kings. Right. I, I also like the idea that, you know, if you're going to do something, do it well. And he came, they came here to this, this war, not having really done their due diligence. And I think maybe hmm. this is a reflection of that. Like, you know what? We're here. Yeah, we're here at war. Okay. But now we're going to undo this, like these feeble ramshackled 
things and we're going to make things more structurally sound. We're going to do things the right way. There could be something else here to that too. And that is that I think it was mentioned in the way of Kings, how Dalinar would look around at all of the, um, the, um, soul cast buildings, the soul cast buildings. And he was kind of like, that's not the, that's not the old way. Right. Right. But these archways, it says here, quarried nearby built into a structure. So this right. isn't soul cast. Right. This is done Dalinar's way. Right. This is done the, the old way, the, the old way they way. used to do things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So really that's, neat. that's really neat. So just in this one paragraph, what I love about this book is that in this one paragraph, the first time I read it, I was thinking, yeah, oh no, like Dalinar, he's putting up archways. Yeah, this is not good, but you can come full circle with it and, and just sort of ruminate on what the character might mean. Right. Yeah, you have to kind of get in his head or whatever and figure out why, right. yeah. I don't know what you expected, Dre, he says. How would you make sparring grounds different for the light eyes? Use diamond dust instead of sand? Ouch, Kaladin says. Yeah. Moash says, I don't know how. It's just that they they make such a big deal of it. No, no dark eyes on the special sparring grounds. I don't see what makes them special. And this Kaladin is it here. Says, That's because you don't think like light eyes. This place is special for one simple reason. Why is that? Because we're not here. Not normally, at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is it here, right? Because, like he's saying, it. it's not its not a fancy <laughs> place. It's only it's special because we're not allowed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's an the next part here I really like. Um, so Drehi, Moash are with Cal, right? And yeah. um, it says that some of the men that are with him are made right. up from the Cobalt Guard, the ones Cobalt that survived, guard. survived. Yeah, you're talking about the patch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's buddy, really I love cool, this right? Part. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. It's so good. It's so good. So it says um, it. he had with him Drehi Moash, along with five other men, a mix of Bridge Four members and a few survivors of the old Cobalt Guard. Dalinar had assigned right. those to Kaladin. Kaladin had surprised and pleasant, uh, and uh, it was to Kaladin's surprise and pleasure that they had accepted him as their leader without a word of complaint to a man. He'd been impressed with them. The old guard deserved right. its reputation. And then mm-hmm. it ends up saying here, this the next one? Yeah, there it is. Um, they'd asked for bridge they'd four asked. patches, so they want the bridge yeah. four patches, but they also want their cobalt guard patches on the no, other no. shoulder. No. And Kaladin had gotten them some, but ordered them to put their cobalt guard patches on. Oh, that's right. On. He did it. Kaladin orders them to put the patch on, like, don't forget where you came from. Right, right. You're right. You're right. That's awesome. It's so good, dude. That's that's Kaladin again, like, you know... Being thoughtful and... Well, just trying to get these men to... I don't know. I, I guess just... Don't forget your, your past. And he doesn't want also to, like, to be... You know, you guys were nothing. We're the new, the new kids in town kind of thing. Right. Like he wants them to remember what they went through. Right. And yeah. Sure. No, it's, it's great. And, and they're wearing it as a mark of pride, which is awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. So Kaladin leads his team towards a group of Ardens. And these Ardens were wearing Voren religious garb, simple robes, described as a pauper's clothing. And it says here, they were slaves, and then they also weren't. Right, which is so weird. Yeah. The way Kaladin figured it, the Almighty didn't show him much concern. So why care back? Right. So isn't that funny that the... To care? The the only thing he doesn't care about are the gods. Right. Yeah. 
This is the Light Eyes training ground, says the lead Arden. She was a willowy woman. Though you weren't supposed to think of Arden's as male or female, she had her head shaven. Kaladin pipes up and says, Captain Kaladin, Bridge 4. Here to guard the Colon boys while they practice today. And she says, Captain, you? There's, an, there's another Arden beside her, whispering. And uh, Kaladin says, Trehi, see those rock buds growing up on the, on the top of the wall over there? Yep, they're cultivated. That means there's a way up. Of course there is, the Arden says. The stairwell is at the northwestern door. I have the key. Good, you can let him in. Trehi, keep an eye on things from up there. So he kind of ignores her, just goes to, you know, directing the, you know, the the men, which I... He doesn't have time for this yeah. bullshit, dude. So she's... He's got she's a job to do. He doesn't give like, a you fuck. Know, you know, who are you? You're a captain. You don't look like... You don't yeah. look like a captain. He's not He's not yeah. even biting. He's just completely no. ignoring. I like Dre. He's, uh, he says, on it. And then... Uh, and what kinds of danger do you expect them to be in here? The Arden says. I see a lot of weapons, Kaladin said. Lots of people moving in and out. You know those shard blades I see? I wonder what could possibly go wrong. Giving, giving her sarcasm. <laughs> right. went, that was great. Right. Um, Kaladin pointed to positions for his other men to go and and then only leaving him and Moash together. Moash says, huh, I don't reckon... I love this I part. I don't recognize... I, I, I know, part, so wicked. I don't recognize either of those men. I thought I knew all the shard bearers in camp. The Arden says, they aren't shard bearers. They're using the king's blades. Elokar lets people use his shard blade, Kaladin asked. It is a grand tradition. The high princes used to do it in their own princedoms before the reunification, and now it is the king's obligation and honor. Men may use the king's blade and plate to practice. The light eyes of our armies must be trained with shards for the good of all. Plate and blade are difficult to master, and if a shard bearer falls in battle, it is important that others be capable of their immediate use. King has two shard blades, Kaladin says. One is that of his father, kept for the tradition of training shard bearers. Alethkar has always had the finest shard bearers in the world. This tradition is part of it. The king has hinted that someday he might bestow his father's blade upon a worthy warrior. Kaladin nods and says, not bad. I'll bet that a lot of men come to practice with them, each hoping to prove he's the most skilled and most deserving. A good way for Elicar to trick a bunch of men into training. I love that. Can you even really believe that? It's so good. I yeah, love it. It's really cool. He's not. He's not. He's not buying it. He can't no, be sold. No. But I, I, I love this. The, this whole trick thing that Cal Cal, Cal thinks the king uses this as a trick yeah. to make men train. Right. That maybe one day he will bestow that on Which somebody. I really love yeah. it. I think it's great. Uh, the other thing I really love in here, it's just a little thing, yeah. is um, it sounds like Moash is a Shardbearer fanboy. He's like, I don't recognize, the, recognize those two blades. I thought I knew all <laughs> I of the Shardbearers in the camps. <laughs> Collect right? them all. He's like, I don't have those two cards. Yeah. I need those ones to finish my collection. You know what I mean? I don't recognize those as official Shard. They can't be official. They, they must be the bootleg yeah. ones I heard about. <laughs> But like, it's really funny that he knows he knows yeah, enough. He knows enough about them. He knows all yeah. the shard bearers in town that he doesn't, uh, the, and the that, camps that he doesn't that recognize come, these two that blades. Come, that could be valuable information later on. Him knowing who's a shard bearer and who he isn't. He must just be a fanboy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it could be very useful yeah. information, especially if, um, 
especially if you're trying to guard yeah. someone, right? Well, well really shard cool. bearers, in, in, in terms of like they're, you know, they're, um, well, these are knights, right? Or or if they're doing duels, it could be akin to keeping track of all the wrestlers. We mentioned wrestling earlier. Maybe it's <laughs> yeah, like... That's true, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So men, uh, the men using these, these shard blades, they barely knew what they were doing. Storms, Kaladin Moash says, are you telling me to be respectful? Um, this is the part I had mentioned earlier at the beginning of the episode. I, th- I forgot that it wasn't with Adeline, but it was with this Ardent where he he says, Elicar lets people use his shard blade. He's just talking with the yeah. king like he knows the guy. Yeah. And he says, hmm? You didn't use an honorific for the king, Moash says. Then you implied that the light eyes coming to practice were lazy and needed to be tricked into it. I thought we were supposed to be to avoid antagonizing the light eyes. And then <laughs> Kaladin, Kaladin did it and didn't even think about it. And then he says, you're right. He says, thanks for the reminder. Moash nods. Kaladin says, I want you by the gate. Pay particularly close attention to servants, sword runners, or anyone else seemingly innocuous who approaches High Prince Dalinar's sons. A knife to the side from someone like that would be one of the best ways to pull off an assassination. Fine, but Mm -hmm. tell me something, Cal. Who is this Amaram fellow? Kaladin turns sharply towards Moash. I see how you look at him. I know how your face gets when the other bridgemen mention him. What did he do to you? I was in his army, Kaladin says. The last place I fought before... Moash gestures to Kaladin's forehead. That's his work then? Yeah. So he's not the hero people say he is, Moash says. His soul is as dark as any I've ever known. Moash seemed pleased with that. Yeah. So he's not the hero people say he is. Right. Like yeah. Moash expected as much right. kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, <laughs> I think Moash is really absorbing a lot of, Jaded. a lot of Kaladin's opinions too, right? Like, and, and yeah. how can you not help but absorb Kaladin's story the more, the more you get to absorb it? He keeps a lot of things to himself, mm-hmm. but when, but when right. he lets you in, wow, it's, it's, it affects mm-hmm. the men, right? The other thing too here is that this is another good example of this bond between Moash and Kaladin. Mm-hmm. You know, Cal said that, you know, the men revere me, but Moash doesn't. And he likes that. Yeah. He likes I having know. a friend. Yeah. 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 He pushes back. Well, even, even, even him standing up. Hey, I thought, Hey, wh- why are you not using the, yeah. the, the, the honorific titles for the King? Right. He's calling him out, which is great. Yeah. And then he's all like, yo, uh, so what about this Amram guy? Like, I've noticed, See, I would have thought Teft would have played more of that role in, uh, in this pushback with, with Kaladin. But Teft has been the guy kind of waiting for things to happen. Like, right. waiting for Kaladin. But Tef, you know what? You know why Teft's not here to do it? Teft's busy. He's, he's training like a <laughs> yeah, thousand dudes. He's super busy. You know what yeah. I mean? He's busy right now, yeah. Um, Moash took Kaladin by the arm. We are going to get back at them somehow. Sadius, Amaram, the ones who have done these things to us. Anger spren boiled up around him like pools of blood in the sand. Wow. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Yeah, very cool. <laughs> Kaladin uh, meets Moash's eyes and just nods. That's good enough for me, Moash says. And then he goes off to the, to the position that Kaladin had said, and Syl comes in. Yeah. And she says, he's another who needs to learn to smile more. <laughs> this is funny. She lands on his shoulder. Yeah. Um, here's our uh, here's our levity that we here's needed. Here's the levity. Sometimes, though, it seemed like his job was impossible to do. This is Kaladin's. 
During the high storm last week, someone had again sneaked into Dalinar's rooms, scrawling a second right. number on the wall. Counting it down, it pointed at the same date, a little over a month away. The High Prince didn't seem worried and wanted the event kept quiet. So this is where Kaladin's wondering, like, is he doing it himself? Yeah. You know? Like, During his fits. was he writing it himself? And then Syl says, do you want to talk about the thing that's bothering you? I'm worried about what's... Hold on a second. He also says something yeah. else here. He says... Or was it some kind of spren? Was, uh, was he writing the glyphs? Yeah, or or was it some kind of right. spren? Yeah. Kaladin was sure nobody could have gotten past him this time. Like, he made right. sure that no one could sneak into that room and right. do this. So something's up. Something is up. Right. Um, I'm worried about what's happening during the high storms uh, with Dalinar. Those numbers, something is wrong. You, st you still seeing those spren about? Red lightning, she asks. I think so. They're hard to spot. You haven't seen them. Kaladin shakes his head, hefting his spear and walking over toward the sands. Syl asks, is that all that's bothering you? <laughs> what else would be? Amaram and Dalinar. It's not a big deal. Dalinar Colon is friends with one of the worst murderers I've ever met. So... Dalinar is light-eyed. He's probably friends with a lot of murderers. Kaladin, Syl says. Amaram's worse than <laughs> Sadius, you know. Everyone knows that Sadius is a rat. He's straight with you. You're a bridgeman, he told me. And I'm going to use you up until you die. Amaram, though, he promised to be a bright-lied. Or, sorry, a bright lord. Like those in the stories. He told me he'd protect Tien. Mm -hmm. He feigned honor. That's worse than any depth Sadius could ever reach. Dalinar's not like Amram, Syl says. You know he's not. People say the same things about him that they did of Amram. They still do of Amram. Right. So this is Kaladin still keeping up his guard, but I think Syl fights back here and kind of almost says, you know what, we, we got to get on the same page about Dalinar. She, she's like standing up for Dalinar here. She really does. Bit, right? Like, yeah. Um, but I, I kind of get Kaladin, like, well, you know, yeah. listen. From his perspective. You're, like, <laughs> you're buddies with one of the worst people ever? Like, what does it say about yeah. you, right? And, like, and, and again, like, you know, I understand that Amaram kept that secret when he mm -hmm. slaughtered, you know, um, Kaladin's men and took the um, the shard blade and, and that whole thing. But again, like, didn't anybody witness it or talk? Didn't any of it get out? Like, did Dalinar? Not, is it those men that were in that tent are loyal to Amram, right? I know, but you know, but you know what I mean. Like, they have a few drinks. They they mention something. Like, it's hard to keep a secret airtight. I wouldn't be surprised if Amram then had those three men in that tent killed. Right. I wouldn't be surprised right. at all. He just told another dude, "Hey, these three guys are th thinking about deserting. Right. Kill them." Well, dead. here's the thing. And then the problem like, is easy. It's like, it's like billionaires who have commissioned construction workers to build secret fucked up layers in their house <laughs> and then have them, have all, them killed. all killed. Oh God. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> we, we need some extra mortar here. No, we don't. You are, you are yeah. the mortar. Um, it's actually, it's actually kind of like, um, those scenes in Star Wars Rebels where you find out that the Genosans have all been killed off 
after they built the um, the specs for the uh, the Death Star. I think I've seen that. I can't remember now. The Empire, the Empire, like completely slaughtered them. They go to the planet, and there's like nobody mm-hmm. left. The whole the whole race is gone because they've they've you know covering their tracks. Nasty. So I wouldn't be surprised if Amram did that. Well, that's nasty. But Ka- so Kaladin still has his guard up. But um, it says yeah. here each uh, each pair was attended by a half dozen dark eyed servants carrying towels and canteens. Many had a parchment or two bring them chairs to sit on when they rested. This is referring to the um, the people in the um, in these training areas, right? Um, and he's looking. So Kaladin's looking at this at all these parchment that are attending to these to these uh, sparring uh, light eyes, and he's like, even in something as routine as this, the light eyes are pampered, right? Like, you know what I mean? Just end, endless, yeah. endless. They can't even have a practice without having to sit down yeah. and have a sip of wine or whatever. Yeah. So, 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 I do, I do, so, I do like here that Sill's not letting it go. She doesn't let it go. So she zips out of the air and no. then comes in front of him, coming down right. like a storm. And then in the text, literally like a storm. She mm-hmm. stopped in the air in front of him, a cloud boiling beneath her feet, flashing with lightning. You can honestly say isn't this, she's... Isn't this the cutest anger yeah, ever? Yeah, it's so... It's, the, it's, it's so adorable. It's so Tinkerbell. I mean, it just is. Yeah, it's it, so good. It so is. With her hands on her yeah, hips, probably like, like... Yeah, I love you this. You can honestly say... Yeah, yeah I just you love it. You can honestly say that you think Dalinar Colon is only pretending to be honorable? And he, and he says, I... Don't you lie to me, Kaladin, she says, pointing at him. No lies ever. And he takes a deep breath and he says, no. No, Dalinar gave up his blade for us. He's a good man. I accept that. Amaram has him fooled. He had me fooled too, so I suppose I can't blame Colin too much. Sill nodded. Don't lie to me ever. I just love that. Don't you lie to me. No lies ever. ever. I love it, man. It's so good. Because you know what? If you're lying, you're not being honorable. And she's honor spren. Yeah. Right? You don't lie to me ever. ever. I love it. It's so good, yeah. man. It's so awesome. You should talk to him about Amaram, she says. And, and what should I say? Should I go to him and accuse Elidize of the Third Dawn of murdering his own troops, of stealing my shard blade? I'll sound like either a fool or a madman. But he won't listen, Sill. Dalinar Colon might be a good man, but he won't let me speak ill of a powerful Lighteyes. It's the way of the world, and that is truth. What do you think of that? He's pretty resigned, eh? It, it's pretty... I mean, he's... I get I think it. He, he's bending a little bit, though, because at first, he, you know, he wouldn't even admit that MRM probably has Dalinar duped. So she's getting to him, I think, a little bit by a little bit. So he's um, going about room to room here, and he's noticing the, the bathing areas, and it says here, light eyes liked baths. <laughs> I yeah. like that. Um Yeah. The backside of the structure opposite the entrance gate held the living quarters for the Ardens. Kaladin had never seen so many shaved heads and robes, robed bodies scurrying about. Back in Hearthstone, the city lord had kept only a few wizened old Ardens for tutoring his son. Those also had come down to the town periodically to burn prayers and elevate Dark Eyes' callings. But these Ardens, they didn't seem to be the same type. They had the physiques mm-hmm. of warriors and would often step in to practice with light eyes who needed a sparring partner. Some of the Ardens had dark eyes, but still used the sword. They weren't considered light-eyed or dark-eyed. They were just Ardens. 
Yeah, it's neat, eh? How like this so is they, like a different are, version of are they are of they the dropping light, a uh, hint of the, here? of the Ardents, right? Like another hint, like like you know, these Ardents, they're ready for battle. Light eyes and dark eyes, like like nothing seems to affect them. There's just there's just yeah. so many factions in this series. I just love it. Um, so Me too. I like, like how should, he like, has like, to think here. Should you be worried about the listener? Should you be worried about the Parshman, so-called slave? You got to be worried about everything, you gotta, dude. It, you got to be worried about everything. Threats on all sides. Yeah, and that's why he says this here. He says, you know, like, sure, these guys are Ardens, but what if one of them decide to kill the Princelings? Right. 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 He's like Storms. He hated some of the aspects of bodyguard duty. If nothing happened, then you were never sure if it was because nothing was wrong or because you deter potential assassins. Right. It's really hard to gauge how well your how well your job is going, right? right. <laughs> and then we get to it. Um Adeline Yeah, this is the this is the part. This is the whole reason for this chapter. Oh, yeah, dude, totally. this, this is for is us it. to have an interaction between these two guys. Adeline and his brother finally arrived, both fully armored in their shard plate helms under their arms. They were accompanied by Scar and a handful of former former members of the Cobalt Guard. The area is as secure as I can make it without disrupting training, Bright Lord, Kaladin says. My men and I will keep an eye out while you spar. You don't hesitate to give a holler if something seems amiss. Adeline... Adeline's not even... He's not even paying attention to him. His first thing is that he grunted. <laughs> Adeline grunted, <laughs> surveying <laughs> the place. He was a tall man, a few of his black hairs. I like that they go over his black hairs with a bit of golden blonde. Yeah. Adeline's mother had been from Rira, perhaps. There you go. There's a little. So, so his father didn't have so that. That, that. Adeline's might mother sink, had been from Rira. Sinking my theory. That's okay. Um, yep. Bridgman, Adeline called again. Bridgman, can you? So talking about Bridgman, not talking Captain. about the use of titles. Yasna. Yes. Yasna's alive yes. again, right? Like Adeline yes. is using his power. Of of right. words of He's words of radiance, him, yeah. words that right. <laughs> it should yes. be like word words that uh, put you in place, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I actually, but, but you know what? Words to of radiance. Here. I mean, it it fits. I mean, you're saying a word, and it it it's it radiates with you. Like he's he's bringing right. you back, giving you a scar. He's saying right. he's referring to you as a bridgeman. You think you've elevated? No, no, no. You, you're just a bridgeman. And yeah, you, maybe uh, and you should have died. Maybe uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe Adeline's grunt here is just him uh, doing a low uh, a low hummed derision. Yeah, <laughs> he's Brid- he's doing a rhythm. Yeah. Uh, the rhythm of derision. Bridgman, you've decided to uh, sorry, you've decided to start us uh, using proper titles for people. Didn't you call my brother sir? Or di- sorry, didn't you call my father sir? He's in my chain of command, and I'm not. No. And if I give you an yeah. order, I'll comply with any reasonable requests, Bright Lord. But if you wish for someone to fetch your tea between bouts, you'll have to send someone else. There should be plenty here willing to lick your heels. Adeline. <laughs> Adeline steps. Oh, jeez. I know, right? He's not backing down. Yeah. Adeline steps up to him. Though the deep blue shard plate added only a few inches to, its, uh, to his height, he seemed to tower because of it. Perhaps that line about licking heels had been brash. Adeline represented something, though. The privilege (laughs) of the light eyes. He wasn't like Amaram or Sadius, who brought out Kaladin's hatred. Men like Adeline just annoyed Kaladin, reminding him that in this world, some sipped wine and wore fancy clothing, while others were made slaves 
almost on a whim. Adeline says, I owe you my life, and that's the only reason I haven't yet thrown you out of, oh, thrown you through a window. But, <laughs> yeah. but my patience with you won't extend as far as my father's little bridgeman. There's something Ooh. off about you, something I can't put my finger on, and I'm watching you. Remember your place. I'll keep you alive, Bright Lord, Kaladin says. That's my place. I can keep myself alive, Adeline says, turning away, tromping across the sand with a clink of plate. Your job is to watch over my brother. Yeah. <laughs> Kaladin uh, allows him to leave oh, and it says, spoiled child, he mutters. Kaladin supposed that Adeline was a few years older than him. So I think Adeline, it says here, it was in his early 20s. So does that put, that puts Kaladin at being what, like 19, 18? 20th. Oh, it says Kaladin had realized so, so that okay. he had just passed, yeah, passed his 20th birthday okay. while at Bridgman and he had never known right. it. Right, right, know right. it was yeah, and stuff, yeah, right? right. So yeah, so we, we get their ages. So that's, that's cool. That's settled. Um, yeah, and I like here, Adeline is in his early 20s, but being a child had little to do with age, which is really freaking funny. Right. Um, so like, listen, man, like we line, just want actually, these dudes, we just want these guys to get to, together and be friends. I know. Let's that's all I wanted. All we want is for these guys to like high five at the end of Rocky or at the end of Rocky two. Like we just want Apollo Creed and slice to, uh, and Rocky to just high five and do the arm thing. And like, you know, we, we're bros no. now, but these guys, we're getting some, you know, we're getting I, some, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone competition hatred thing. No, my movies are better than your movies. <laughs> like, yeah, Cobra is better than Commando. N- that's not true. Command Commando is way better. <laughs> I'm I'm over the top. Oh yeah. Well, I'm a Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Adeline here is still feeling embarrassed about the fact that Kaladin had to come and save him. You know, had to bail him out on the tower. And Kaladin, like he says, he can't get over the fact that Adeline's a light eyes and has got the privilege. You know, he's mm. just gotta, he's just gotta chill. Like everyone just gotta hug it out, man. Like hug it out, but that's not uh, happening. That's not the way this is going. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. odd that I, I still, I'm not, well, it's, you know what? It, it just could be quite as simple as this, that Adeline just has his guard up and, and having this entity be the rescuer, it just, you know. Do you think that it's possible that Adeline is having his guard up because he let his guard down trusting Sadius and that really bit Abs- them in the ass? Absolutely. And now he's like, and now he's just really, really jaded and really worried about anybody betraying them. Do you think that's possible? Well, I, I think, okay. Cal- Kaladin and his men come from Sadius's camp, don't they? Right. They do. Yeah. So technically, this this leader of Bridge 4 is one of Sadius's men. Well, I th- I think that they've proven that they're they're loyal, right? And that they're willing to yeah. they were willing to die to save them. So I Yeah, I, think, I, I know well the, but, and, and that's, but I think that's that true. Adeline's mental state might still be like just like can't let anybody in, can't, you know, don't be too friendly with anybody because anybody could just get at us right now. I think, you know, like it, we're, it could be, uh, uh, sort of a, a patriarchal thing here. Um, in that, right. that Adeline just doesn't want anyone usurping him in his place as Dalinar's son and, and mm-hmm. being in command. And the way that Kaladin was introduced to Adeline on the, on the battle of the tower 
was, you know, very, very um, dismissive of Adeline's position. Right. Right? Yeah, it that's was, true too, he yeah. just came in barking orders, this is what you do, listen to mm-hmm. me now, get out yeah. of here, you know, mm-hmm. and Adeline's mm-hmm. just not used to being treated like that under any, any right. circumstance. Right. And even though so, Cal doesn't believe in the structure of light eyes, dark eyes, and all the dons and the non and the nuns and the non-bread or whatever, all that <laughs> stuff. Um, I like non-bread. Even though he doesn't believe in that stuff, it is a structure that is in place and Cal comes in mm-hmm. hot, having oh, no yeah. respect for nobody, Big right? Time hot. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get both sides, but can we just get a bro hug Hug already? it out. Come on. Hug it out. So, yeah, we, uh, we get my boy Renar in, <clears throat> in, the, in the scene now. We do. Yeah, he shows um, up wearing his daddy's plate. That, yeah, carrying the newly won shard blade. Yeah. That his brother had won from the duel. And so it's two um, days earlier, right? It says um, it takes five, seven days to um, bond a wep- uh, the weapon, and, um, and five days. It says five days to fully bond the blade before right. he could dismiss it. Right. So he can use it. He just can't dismiss it into to miss right. like the like normal. So that means that's, the that's interesting. So that means the fight, the duel that Adeline had was two days ago in our timeline. So it's a good right. idea to right. kind of get an idea of where we are or whatever. The shard plate is uh, dark steel. It's unpainted, mm-hmm. so it's similar to how Dalinar prefers it. So that's interesting. Oh, it's the same suit, right? Yeah, it's the same suit. But so Renarin hasn't covered it with anything or painted it or no, anything. So not painted it. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's interesting that you know it's been a few days. He could have. He could have. He could have went his brother's route and been flamboyant, but Renarin right. seems to be more practical, like Dalinar, which is great. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yet Kaladin did wish Dalinar had kept the plate. Duh. says here. <laughs> Anything that helped the man stay alive would have been a, a boon for Bridge 4 in their mission and keeping them safe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he's not wild about this. No. About about Dalinar being unprotected by right. by shard plate and shard blade. Mm-hmm. He says that Dalinar um says that uh, you know that he'd fe- he needed to win his victories as a politician, right? That says that a little right. earlier. Um, yeah. So, but you're right. Cal's like, why the fuck won't this guy wear his armor? He just and made it, my job su- that much more difficult. Yeah, it'll yeah. be so e- easier to protect him that way. But then again, he wouldn't be in his position if Dalinar hadn't have been willing to do it. Right. Right. It's true. So it's... Uh, it's very true. It's sort of double-edged there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the next note I have is when Adeline, it says that Syl lands on Kaladin's shoulder and Adeline and Renarin are both bowing to her. To the, um, to the Ard, the female Arden. So this is, this is to the Arden, yeah. Yeah. And Kaladin's like, yeah, but isn't the Arden a slave? One their father owns? Kaladin nods. Humans make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they don't. love Syl. Yeah. Yeah. You guys make no sense. And then Kaladin says, if, uh, if, if you're only now learning that, then you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, this Still is a really important her conversation here. She tosses her hair and the gesture was very human. And she, sa- and she says, perhaps she's, it says here, perhaps she'd been paying attention after all. Right. I don't, I don't like them. She said airily. 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 Like There's this. Wind, right? I don't like them. Like that. That's airily. <laughs> that was scarily. Can you uh, can you put the uh, 
Oh, I read it. I air? read it wrong. It's scarily. Sorry, sorry. I, yeah, I read it's scarily. I, I don't like them. No, I, I was supposed to. I was trying to do it with like more of like a a wispy. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I think you need to practice your airily. I'm gonna. I airily, see. This airily. this really sucks, man. Because I do airily a I do a horrible written urn impersonation. I do a horrible sill. <laughs> this fucking sucks. No, it is not not great at airily. That's all. Yeah, that's true. Um, scarily, you got down. I can't wait for a Halloween episode. Yeah, she says either one, uh, Adeline or Renarn. She doesn't like either one of them. And and he says you don't like anyone who carries shards. Exactly, she says. You called the blades abominations before, Catalan said. But the Radiants carried them, so were the Radiants wrong to do so? Of course not. The shards weren't abominations back then. Well, then what changed? The knights. The knights changed. So it's not that the weapons are abominations specifically, Caledon said. It's that the wrong people are carrying them. There are no right people anymore, Syl whispered. Maybe there never were. And where did they come from in the first place, Kaladin asked. Shard blades, the shard blade. Even modern fabrials are nowhere near as good, so where did the ancients get weapons so amazing? Syl fell silent. She had a frustrating habit of doing that when his questions got too specific. <laughs> you know well, what I read there? Prompted? You know what I read when what? I read this? <laughs> Syl fell silent. She had a frustrating way, a habit of finding out where Dunny was whenever things got too specific. <laughs> <laughs> so if I ask you to point at a question, yeah. so you're saying you're you're my sill. I am like sill in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're like, you're, hey, Sean, what does this sill. mean? I'm like, see, that was airily. <laughs> that was airily. Airily. <laughs> <laughs> Silence is airily. Okay. Yeah. Um. I wish I could tell you. She says, "Well, then do." I wish it worked that way, but it doesn't. That's that's kind of complicated. Yeah. So this is one of the first times before I when he asks her a question and she doesn't tell him the answer, she says right. something like, I don't know yet. I'm having a hard time remembering. She's not right. fully herself yet. This is the first time where he asks yeah. her a question. She's like, I can't I tell you. I wish it worked that way. Yeah. I can't tell you. Sorry. I can't, but it doesn't. Yeah. Something I wish else I could is tell you. Here. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, this let's review sad. this for a second here. Um, the blades were not abominations. Right. 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 Before, back then. And what mm -hmm. changed to make them abominations? The, the knights, knights changed. changed. But now she's saying that, she's also saying though, that, um, so it's not, it's not that the weapons are abominations specifically, it's that the, the wrong people are carrying them. There are no right people anymore. Right. So does that mean that nobody really deserved, like no one is honorable, like nobody... Maybe Nobody deserves these weapons of maybe, power now. Maybe. Maybe those days are over. Maybe those days are over. Okay. Um, Kaladin still asks. She's looking at, at so so Kaladin notices these these men. Yeah. This one and man says, in particular. Oh, sorry. Yeah. This this one man. There's a, there's a man in the shadows over there. Kaladin says he's watching the print the princelings. Um. So is everyone else. Yeah, but he's different. Kaladin says, "Come on." Yeah. Let's get let's let, let, let's 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 get closer to this guy. So they wander over casually and unthreatening. Yeah. <laughs> Be funny to imagine them like peeking and sneaking. And yeah, they're on their tippy toes. Um, yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Um. So this long-haired man is uh, got a black beard, tan mm -hmm. clothing, and 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 simple clothing with tied tied with ropes. So he looks a bit almost like an ardent. Yeah. Um. 
But then, uh, he, so it says he looked out of place in the sparring yard, and that itself, and that itself was uh, probably uh, probably enough to indicate he wasn't an assassin. But the best assassins never stood out. What do you think about that? The best assassins never stood out. Ne- never stand out. Who's the best assassin? Zeth. He stands out on purpose. He, he wears white yeah, he to stand out. So the best assassin stands out. Cal's saying the best assassins don't stand out, but we know don't that's not out. true. We know the truth, and the, be- the the truth is the best assassin stands out on purpose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking cool, dude. Still, it is really cool. It's a little bit of a foreshadowing, maybe. Well, yeah, you've, I mean, I'm wondering now if it means that Seth's journey is to come back from it and that there's going to be yet another threat that you don't see coming. Well, we know that at the end of The Way of Kings, Tara Vangian has said there's someone new on your list now. You need to kill right. Dalinar Colin. Right. So. Yeah, I wonder if we get any of that in this uh, in this book. I wonder. Um, I don't um, know. I don't know. Where is Dunny? Okay. I can't find him. Where is Dunny? Are we getting that? Are we seriously getting Zeth and Dalinar in this? Uh, Are you serious? Did you just hint that to me? I didn't hint anything. Let's continue. Oh, that'd be good. Okay. Um, the best assassins never stood out. The man, though, had a robust build and a scar on his cheek. So he'd seen some fighting. He could see the man's eyes now. They were brown. But Kaladin had trouble placing his age. Those eyes seemed old, somehow, but the man's skin didn't seem wrinkled enough to match them. He could have been 35, or he could have been 70. Right. Kaladin lowers his spear, and he actually, I think he's he's going up to this guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Sorry, I'm a little jumpy. First few weeks on the job, he tried to say it disarmingly, but it didn't work. The man looked him up and down, still showing the chained menace of a warrior, deciding whether or not to strike. Finally, he turns away from Kaladin and relaxed, watching Adeline and Renarin. Who are you? Kaladin asks him. I'm new, as I said. I'm trying to learn everyone's names. You're the bridgeman, the one who saved the High Prince. I am, Kaladin says. You don't need to keep prying, the man said. I'm not going to hurt your damnation, Prince. He had a low, grinding voice, scratchy, strange accent, too. (laughs) Kaladin says, he's not my prince just my responsibility I love that yeah it's awesome it's awesome you're a soldier Kaladin guest ex-soldier I mean yeah the man said they call me Zale Kaladin nods the irregularity is clicking into place occasionally a soldier retired to the Ardentia it's really cool and then there's there's a reference from way earlier here it says I wonder if Hav is in one of these monasteries somewhere Kaladin thought idly. What would he think of me now? Right. He'd probably be proud. What are they doing, Kaladin uh, asks Zale, nodding toward Renarin and Adeline, who, despite the encumbrance of their shard plate, had seated themselves on the ground before Elder Ardens. Zale grunted. The younger Colin has to be chosen by a master for training. Can't they just pick whichever one they want? Doesn't work that way. I love this. It's kind of an odd... It's kind of an awkward situation, though. Prince Renarin, he's never practiced much with a sword, Zael pauses. Being chosen by a master is a step that most light-eyed boys of suitable rank take by the time they're ten. Kaladin frowns. Why didn't he ever train? 
health problems of some sort. Which we've heard about and before. They, right. And they'd really turn him down, Kaladin asked, the High Prince's own son? They could, but they probably won't. Not brave enough. Damnation, I knew it was suspicious that he waited for this until I got back. Because um, Adeline stands up. This is a little bit of a, I, hold on, this is a little bit of a weird statement here that might not mm -hmm. have anything to do with anything he's talking about right now. Yeah. Right? There, no one's brave enough to not um, train him. And then he Turn. says, damnation, I knew it was suspicious that he waited for this until I got back. So Zael hasn't been here this whole time. He just got back right. to the war camps. and But the, you're the, referring he, to the training, though. Yeah, yeah. Adeline waited for this moment so that Zael was there so he right. could call upon him. Right, right. Right. He feels like he's feels like he's almost being cornered into being the one to teach Renarin. Like they yeah. waited for this until I was here. Right. Yeah. I really like this. I like the fact that, that you know... You're looking at this man as being suspicious. You're considering him maybe to be an assassin. You start up an awkward conversation with him, and then you find out that he's a swordmaster. Right. Yeah, because... I really... I love this. Yeah, because Adeline's just, like, really Swordmaster cool. Zael, why aren't you sitting with the others? Why aren't you sitting with the others? And... The dude's Zale's sitting size. there with, like, a burlap sack and rope tied around his waist. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what a I mean? potato sack. Yeah. I'm probably not... Uh, I'm probably not brave enough either. I try not to hurt him too much, he says to Kaladin. Right. I'll try not to hurt him too much. Right. Uh-huh, Kaladin says, did he seem odd to you? Syl says, you all seem <laughs> odd to me. Everyone but Rock, who is a complete gentleman. Yeah, but he thinks you're a god. You shouldn't encourage him. Why not? I am a god. He turned his head, looking at her flatly, as <laughs> she sits on his shoulder. Syl, what? I am. A little piece of one. Very, very little. You have permission to bow to me now. Kind of hard to do when you're sitting on my shoulder. Come on, let's uh, see if Teft has anything he needs from me. Then we'll do a, a circuit and check with Drahi and Melash. Yeah, because he Isn't sees. Yeah, because he, he sees Lopin and Shen, and Teft yeah. arrive right for with, with yeah. reports. Okay, can we uh, can we go back so a step Zale, here? I mean, can we go back so a step? There, yeah, there's a lot of little hinting there because that's that is one thing I have been thinking a lot about is that the spren could be, you know, manifestations or um, um, a splintering, a shattering, if you will, of the gods. Right, mm -hmm. like when because because we we know that God was destroyed, right, or at least we know that that the Almighty is dead. That the Almighty is dead. Right. But does that mean, but what exactly that means could be something else. Right. right? It, it doesn't, so, it's, it's like what you said, it's actually great, it's actually kind of what you said about Shalon's dad. We know Shalon right. feels like she killed her dad, but we don't know anything that happened yet. So we don't, we can't no, really we say anything. And like that, we know the Almighty is dead, but we have no idea right. what happened. Right. What no I want idea. to get back to, though, is just this little line when she's like, I am a god. And then yeah. she's like, what? I am a very little piece of one. Very, very little. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like this this whole idea of like, you know, the the spren could be a shattering of the god. So when god was destroyed, you have all of these, 
you know, these, uh, you know, almost like pixie dust, these like, you know, these little particulates <laughs> that sort of are emanations or, or, or particulates of this God. That's really cool. Of, of the almighty. This like is, that, this it, has got to be an, an official theory. Joel, if you're listening to that, please add that to the, uh, <laughs> cause it's really, well, cool. just, it's a really I mean, cool it's, idea. It's really it, Like, even if it doesn't end up being that it's, it's really cool. Well, it could, it, it could be that right i i don't i don't know i don't know it also mean, it's just that it also could with be all of the spren's with all the spren's powers and and associations and how they appear like manifesting anger and rot spren and pain and and just it seems to cross it seems to be covering so much ground right in terms of their presence right mm-hmm. so it it could be something like that i i, I don't know it's I'm neat not, i'm not sure it's very very cool it's very, Great very chapter, cool idea. The Swordsman. I have no alternative titles for either, for either chapter, Me unfortunately. Me either. Me either. Um, didn't get one. Um, highlight for this one? Yeah, what's your highlight? Jeez, um, I'm not so sure. Well, the confrontation between uh, Adeline. That could be it. It's That's almost like a low light because we don't like it, but also I, I have to pick like it as it. my highlight because we have characters yeah. interacting that we want to interact. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that one too. Even though I did like the scene with um, Moash calling uh, Cal out about the use of honorifics and then like mm-hmm. kind of uh, forcing him to tell him about Amram a little bit. Like I like that. That's a... Uh, that's, yeah, that's a bromance right there. That's a bromance. That was a bit. Of, that was a bit of bromancing. Yeah. What about what about no lies ever? Yeah, that's a really good. That well, that's from the. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's a uh, um, from Sill. Yeah, so I, that's from Sill. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, you, you don't lie to me. No lies ever. Yeah, that's really no really cool too. Ever. I really like yeah, that too. It's, I really like that that they are. It's it's so funny. Like Adeline's alone and and um, you know so troubled, but Sill is just this wonderful counter to him yeah it's really neat she, I, ho- I hope it continues we to need develop. her we need her in the story and cal needs her yeah. around you know she she does so much for him um you know what i like to do at the end of covering a couple of chapters um, you know what i like to do learning about facts that we may or may not have already covered may or may not have found i i might want to call this an info dump oh i thought you were going to call it like a factoid a fact that's that's in cranium isn't it fact Factoid? factoids oh maybe it is the it is info dump time, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It is ladies. info dump. It's time for the <laughs> info dump. We can't afford actual sound effects, so I've got to do I'm them with sure my we, face. Uh, I'm sure we covered much of it. <laughs> we did, yeah. Um, okay. So, I uh, so I did the, I did point out in the info dump that the chulls were mm-hmm. uh, that they were pulling to Blockov's wagons. We were left untied and seemed they to be wandering, untied, yeah. and how mm-hmm. it's. Very much like the parchment. I, I, I did point that out in, in here. Um, oh, did you, you yeah, had that in yeah, your Yeah, in, in my notes dump? I said I had to point this out in yeah, the info I, dump I really because it made that. me think of the parchment. It's really, really neat. Yeah. Um, it says here that uh, Shalon actually named the shrubs that she was examining before with Bluth. Right. She named them Crustspines. So Crustspines, It's funny yeah. because she's like, oh, I don't know these plants. I don't I don't know what the names name of it is, so she's just going to name it herself. And you know what? She's right. a scholar. She can do this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can yeah. categorize and name stuff, which is really neat. Um, <laughs> the sparring grounds are covered in sand. Um, it's on Ooh, a, you know what's kind of cool about that? Mm-hmm. I just want to stop there. Mm-hmm. Just to, just to add a thought to her naming something. She gave it a name. Right. 
like Cal gave a name to, uh, yeah, uh, like, a, or I requested people's names and stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. names are important. Names, names, names. Um, <laughs> so the spark grounds are covered in sand. Um, yes. the, it's a raised platform around the exterior of the grounds so that people can kind of just walk around. Um, and then it says there's a wide roof that gave shade to the walkways. So mm-hmm. it's really co- kind of cool that this structure exists here. Um, mm. I, I really like the, you know, the optics of it. I kind of want to see it. Like I wish someone could draw it. Oh yeah. If there yeah, are yeah. any listeners out there who are also <laughs> some of the, the fan artists that are out there that we love so much, can you please either send us a picture Consider. of the sparring grounds or maybe draw one? Cause that would be fucking awesome. Um, would be really and cool. we'll totally use it for the episode release. <laughs> So yeah, that's that. That's the end of the episode. Um, well, I guess we should do our little, little things at the we end. We made it. If you want to um, support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash heroes of. Become part of the team. Go on the Discord. Ask questions to us. Be involved. And in, we had a really cool, we just did a really cool live event last week mm-hmm. uh, with some of the patron members that came on and we talked and chatted. Was, and it was really was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Really, so I think we're going to yeah, do this like more often. I think the live events are going to have to happen more often, uh, maybe like once a yeah. month or something we'll do one but um yeah so this way we can get more people on um it was really really fun and uh don't forget there's all kinds of different bonus stuff going on on the on patreon for you guys so if you want more of us then you can go find it there um if you want to reach out to us you can do so at heroes of one on twitter um you can do so um uh by emailing us at heroes of at gmail.com um best way to reach out is on instagram at the storm pod um, or just show up to one of our houses and just do the secret, uh, the, the, the secret door knock like they, and then we'll know it's you. We'll just, it's definitely not Amazon. It's gotta be the listeners. What, what was the knock? Because I need to learn this if I'm going to let people. It's like, dun, 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 that one, you know, oh, okay. shaving <laughs> yeah. a haircut. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the end of the show, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we love you very, very much. And, uh, until mm-hmm. next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Acathra.